Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The Whiskey Mistress, and it's a show. Hi, this is Debbie Shoker on Believe in the Whiskey Mistress on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? You know, as we're all holed up, safe at home, I hope you are, I'm sure most of us have been pondering the places we'd like to go when, air quotes, normal returns. I know I have. And in um, tying that in with whiskey, I think I've got a new segment. I'm going to call it, I Want to Go There. So, How about a place known in the Guinness Book of World Records as the, again, air quotes, but it's real quotes, I mean, it really is called this, um, the smallest whiskey bar on earth. Yeah, it's in Switzerland, the Swiss Alps, in a beautiful village by the name of Santa Maria Valmustar. I'm probably saying that. I'm probably pronouncing it all wrong, but you know, um, it's the smallest permanently licensed bar in the world. And let's see, it's boasting only five seats and standing room in a whopping, you're not going to believe this, 91.82 square feet of space. I mean, come on, most of the rooms in my home are larger than that. And the little postcard sized bar, it isn't easy to get to either. It's, it's like two trains and a bus from Zurich. But the proprietor, uh, a Lord Gunter Summer, he keeps some like 300 bottles of what is, by all reports I've seen, some of the best whiskeys in the world. Now, now I know that I often talk about the passion of craft distillers and how much I admire that. But let me tell you, this Gunter Summer, excuse me, Lord Gunter Summer, he is brimming with the same sort of passion for whiskey, and he goes to tremendous lengths to indulge that passion. It's it's just amazing what he does on a regular basis, uh, and apparently because... Um, getting shipments internationally can be tricky. It's just easier for him to go get the things he wants. But on a regular basis, uh, Lord Gunter Summer makes a trip to Scotland. And in doing that, he, he, he drives his station wagon to Calais and makes the crossing at the English Channel. And he goes to Scotland and visits a a number of uh, lesser known distilleries where he tastes and he muses and then he does even more. Did I tell you? This is like a 24 hour journey he makes. Yeah, he's the kind of impassioned whiskey fan. It's easy to admire. Listen what else he does while he's away on his little trip. He, he takes some peat from the Beaumore Distillery. He has connections there. He takes some special spring water from another distillery. He even has special casks, barrels made for him at the, uh, let's see, the Speyside Cooperage. Cooperage is uh, a place that makes a barrel. By the way, fun fact, if your last name is Hooper or Cooper, somewhere back in your family history, 
uh, your family were barrel makers, but I digress. Um, but listen, you, you got to hear about these barrels that he has made. You see, he wants to barrel age his own spirits in two woods at once. But the problem is there. You see, he learned that you, you can't just combine staves from different barrels. Um, let's see, a stave, a stave is one of the long boards that runs the length of the barrel, and they're held together by metal bands. And those staves, during the process of barrel making, they have to be meticulously, carefully matched to make it watertight. And, and he couldn't have staves from different barrels combined to make his dual wood cask because, well, there's actually a really good chance that the staves wouldn't match up well enough, and that fused cask he wanted would run a fair chance of leaking. So, what does he do? He has his barrels specially made, using the heads of one, the heads and ends of one barrel, married to the staves of another. So what he ends up with really is a dual-purpose barrel. And somewhere I, I, I read that he has a patent on some of this somewhere. Um, it, it might have the head and end from a used bourbon barrel married to the staves of a port wine barrel. All different kinds of um, Franken-barrels you can make using this process. And he uses the barrels for his own maturation ventures, which he does back home in Switzerland. Uh, Lord Summer, he laughs about his trip back home. He says, and this I'm quoting, uh, I'm quoting him here. He says, you can imagine at the border, it looks like I have 200 kilos of hashish in the car, end quote. He is, of course, referring to the bags of Scottish peat that he brings home with him to Switzerland. We'll talk about peat some other time. But as interesting as his methods are, and it sounds like it's fascinating what he does, I'm, I'm, actually almost more fascinated at this point with his little bar called S-W-B-O-E, an acronym for Smallest Whiskey Bar on Earth. The bar has 90 glasses, which, which actually sounds like kind of a lot given that there's only five seats, but elbow to elbow, there's standing room for about 30, I guess. And sometimes in the summer, the guests pour out onto the areas just outside the tiny bar. And I also read that uh, when he runs out of glasses and someone wants a drink, he says, oh, go find someone with an empty glass and I'll clean it for you. Uh, what a guy. And I've also read that um, it, sometimes he just keeps pouring until everybody goes home, which can be like five o'clock in the morning. It sounds like a wonderful, wonderful place. And this guy has really truly rare offerings. And I have to tell you, I have to tell you, he has special LED lights that are always on, part of his special displays of the collection. And he has special heating pads for the room too. They're, they're, from, a, they're from a Chinese space shuttle. And they keep that tiny space in the world's smallest whiskey bar constant. He even has a tiny whiskey museum I haven't even mentioned yet. Look it up on TripAdvisor and, and if you do you find nothing but glowing, happy, excited reviews from folks who found their way into the tiny whiskey bar either on purpose or you know sometimes even by accident. Check out the website smallestwhiskeybaronearth.com. It's all, all spelled out. They even have an online store. Uh, but of course, given right now the current events, even uh, Lord Summer has turned his efforts toward making hand sanitizer. So thank you. Thank you, Lord Summer. 
So did I make it clear that Gunter has his own line of whiskey? Because I'm not sure that I did. I, look, I could just go on and on and on about the smallest whiskey bar on earth, and I haven't even been there. <laughs> but I am definitely putting this, the smallest whiskey bar on earth, on my whiskey adventures list to pursue once normal comes back to us. And uh, this place, uh, the smallest whiskey bar on earth, it's only open on weekends or by request in advance. I don't know. Sounds like a splendid way to spend a summer evening. What do you think? Have you been to the smallest whiskey bar on earth? Because if you have, I want to hear about it. So send me a message on, oh, I've got a new uh, email address. You can send messages or questions to me. Um, and that would be believe in the whiskey mistress at gmail.com. All spelled out. Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V in the whiskey, that's whiskey with an E, mistress at gmail.com. Believe in the whiskey mistress at gmail.com. Send me a message. If you've been there, I want to hear what you thought about it. And I'm putting that on my list of I want to go there. folks over at Green Bar Distillery, when they sent me the whiskey to review, they also sent me, and I have to tell you, I requested this one because uh, they make an amazing, this is not a whiskey, but it's so, uh, it, it's just so phenomenal. I wanted to share it with you. It's called, it's an Amaro. It's a Grand Poppy Amaro, and they actually use California golden poppies, the state flower, in this uh, this lovely liqueur. It's um, it's just something I wanted to share with you because it's so unusual, it's so interesting, and it is delicious. So here we go. Um, it is in their traditional bottle. And I want to tell you, I know I, I always talk about the bottle. You should be used to that by now. Around the base of the bottle is embossed uh, Green Bar Distillery. It's a uh, on there twice but at the very bottom of the bottle I don't think I had noticed this before on the punt uh, the punt is that little indentation on a wine or liquor or champagne bottle there's a little there's a shallow punt and there's a heart on the bottom uh, embossed and I just think that's so adorable these people are just charming as can be every way you look at it. Anyway, the Green Bar Distillers Organic, because everything they do is organic, don't forget, Grand Poppy Amaro. It is 40 proof. It's a lovely, uh, what color is that? Uh, it looks like apple juice. Um, they were apparently were, were inspired by the, by the, the natural, uh, the natural flavors that you find out in the nature in California. And this one, let me tell you the ingredients here because it, it is sweetened. Um, it's only it's only 40 proof. It is sweetened and the ingredients in it and all of this is organic. They have molasses spirits, which kind of leans toward being a rum base. Uh, California poppy. That's the second ingredient. Imagine that. Grapefruit, orange, lemon, bearberry, California bay leaf, pink peppercorn, dandelion, blessed thistle, burdock, rue, artichoke, uh, something gent uh, hmm, gentian, geranium, cherry bark, 
and cane sugar. It does have some sugar added. Again, it every bit of it is organic. And don't forget, Green Bar runs their operation so green that if you have one cocktail with any of their distilled spirits, you are carbon negative for the day. How about that? This is, um, I think in the stores it runs $25 to $30 a bottle, and I think that's a total, I think it's a bargain, actually, given what it is. And if you're looking for this, I know I'll get into tasting it and telling you about it in just a moment, but if you go to greenbardistillery.com and you click on the spirits uh, menu, you'll find this, the Grand Poppy, and there's a little link there that says buy it, or buy our spirits, or something like that. And you can either order it online, or you can find out where you can, you can obtain this and it's just wonderful so here we go oh, on the top the cork also has a heart on it oh I like that here's the sound here's the sound we're all looking for whoops squeak 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 here we go ready oh there we go <laughs> I'm gonna pour just a little bit in here and go through the whole tasting with you because it, it really is lovely and um, and then I have a suggestion for a uh, a cocktail that we might do. Oh my goodness. On the nose, this is, oh, it's just, it just jumps out there with uh, flour and fruit and citrus. It's, it's crazy and sweet. And it, it's this wonderful, wonderful blend of all these different aromas almost vying for my attention. Um, but I think the floral the floral leaps right to the front, and the citrus is just beneath it. I'm going to take a taste here. Hold on. Talk to yourselves for a moment. Mm. Mm. I guess when we're all uh, holed up safe at home, uh, we're all talking to ourselves a lot, aren't we? Wow. That is really good. It's sweet, and it has this, this, uh, there's this bitterness to it but it doesn't overpower, it actually accentuates the sweetness and amplifies the floral nature of it. And I have to tell you, if you wanna know a secret, uh, my most favorite flower in the entire world is the California Golden Poppy. I've been a big fan of it since I was a little girl. Um, when I was a little girl, we lived up in Northern California and we lived um, on this hillside. And in the springtime, the entire hillside was just covered with the California poppies. And I just fell in love with them from the time I was, I don't know, like eight years old. And so when I found out, and actually I found this out the first time I visited Green Bar, which by the way, if you haven't yet, once normal comes back to us, please go and visit them and tell them that the whiskey mistress sent you. Uh, when I went to visit them and uh, their, um, their uh, tour guide was taking me through and leading, walking me through some of the products that they had and I had a taste of this grand poppy liqueur and I was just blown away. Which is why when Green Bar said they were sending me their whiskeys to, um, to do a live tasting here, I also asked for this bottle of the Grand Poppy Amaro. And so thank you very much, Green Bar, for indulging me. I appreciate it. But to get back to this, um, there is, there is such, such a sense of floral and bitter and sweet all mixed together in here and it's perfectly absolutely perfectly balanced and in springtime is coming sometime summertime is coming 
And one of the big uh, comebacks in cocktaildom has been the uh, the Aperol Spritz. And I don't know if you've had it or not, but an Aperol Spritz basically has three ingredients. It's the Aperol aperitif, uh, Prosecco, or, you know, champagne, and soda water. And I really think that if you replaced the Aperol with this grandpappy Amaro liqueur, it would blow your mind. I think you would have the absolute perfect summer cocktail outside of whiskey, of course. <laughs> but this, um, what I would do is I would pour two ounces of the Grand Papi Amaro. I would put, uh, and, and then fill it equal parts with Prosecco or champagne and uh, soda water and fill it, you know, of course, over ice. And I think it would be the absolute perfect, perfect summertime cocktail. And I just wanted to share this very exciting liqueur with you. The Green Bar Grand Poppy Amaro Liqueur. You can find it at greenbardistillery.com. I certainly hope this week finds you and yours safe and happy and well. And thank you that you're all doing your part to get us through this. I'm home myself. I hope that if you're home, you're making the best of your time. I wanted to cover cover a couple of things from last week's uh, podcast. First of all, I you know, I got a new microphone. I had several people tell me, get a new mic, Deb. So I did. And I'm finding that every week there's this like 10 second period where there's this horrible buzzing and I can't figure out what's causing that. So I just wanted to tell you that, yes, I'm aware of that. I have no idea what's causing it. I have no idea what to do about it, but thank you for noticing. (laughs) Secondly, last week when I was talking about vodka and I said that in order to properly taste it, you had to dilute it down. I think what I, I failed to actually explain is that when you're tasting vodkas to to actually uh, appreciate the flavors, that I, I asked you to pour an ounce and a half or so into a glass and to fill it with ice water because the flavors are so subtle, you have to dilute it down. What I, I didn't actually say and what I meant to say is that you have to dilute the alcohol down before the flavors actually become more apparent and before you can properly appreciate them. It makes tasting the vodka much easier. I wanted to clarify that. It's not just diluting the vodka down, it's diluting the alcohol down so those flavors come through. And this week, I want to thank all of the warehouse workers I don't know about you, but I've been ordering an awful lot of things from various delivery companies, various various places online, and that that wouldn't even be possible if it wasn't for the wonderful, wonderful people manning those work the warehouses and working in them and packing the boxes and shipping them out, and also the delivery men. Every one of you, all the Instacart people, all of the 
Amazon and UPS and FedEx and Postal Service delivered. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That during this time, that's so strange. It's just so weird. But that, that what all of you are doing out there in the warehouses and the delivery services, you are enabling the rest of us to do what we need to do. And that is, for a lot of us, what we have to do is stay home. And so thank you. Thank you very much. And as always, if you are enjoying this show, and I hope you are, please subscribe and rate it five stars on iTunes. And remember, if you have any questions or comments, please email me at believeinthewhiskeymistress at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Join me next week on Believe in the Whiskey Mistress right here on the Believe Podcast Network. The Whiskey Mistress, and it's a show she knows of. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.